Instagram envy is a thing and I have Instagram envy for our guest today, Ashlyn, who is such an incredible human being and really a kindred spirit. She has taken her passion for travel and connecting with others and turned it into a thriving thriving business for herself. Her images are stunning, her adventures are authentic, and she shares so much about the value of traveling for people who are interested. Uh, Hailing from Saskatchewan, she brings the beauty of the prairies to life through her Instagram account, and she shares so many nuggets of gold with us in this episode about traveling and about her life and her tips, so you've got to check it out. sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. there and welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and Gap Year expert. On the show today, we have the amazing Ashlyn George. She is such a gem and I think a kindred spirit. Uh, She has so much credibility behind her. This incredible woman is an award-winning travel writer, photographer, content creator, speaker, you name it, hailing from the amazing, wonderful. If you haven't been there, you should be Saskatoon. Um, And she's traveled all over the world and she's got so much wisdom to share with us today. So I'm so excited to have you on board. So welcome, Ashlyn. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat a little bit of travel today. Yeah, well, you couldn't be a better person. Um, And I've had the opportunity to be following you on social for a while. Um, And you have an incredible story and you're up to such incredible things. You want to give us a little bit of a background on who you are and where you're coming from and maybe why I reached out to you for this for this podcast? Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been very fortunate. I've been traveling for over a decade now. Um, And essentially what I did was right after high school, I went into university. I spent five years there and got two degrees and one's an English degree, one's an education degree, supposed to be a high school biology teacher. And the summer I finished university, I just didn't quite feel ready to settle into a job. It just didn't feel right for me. And I had had a friend who had been to Australia and that kind of planted the seed in my head. And I had a bucket list goal that I wanted to chase the sun for a whole year. So that meant skipping winter in Canada. And I planned a six month trip to Australia, New Zealand and Fiji. And when I got traveling, I just literally the world opened up for me. There was so much I didn't know about the world. I grew up in a small small community on a grain farm and there was just so much to see and do. And so I figured my philosophy became if I could spend five years learning in an institution at university, why couldn't I spend five years traveling the world? And so I did. I, I made a five-year travel plan. It had me traveling six months of the year, every year for five years. And I would come back to Saskatoon. I had a seasonal summer job. So I would 
get called back for it every year, work for the summer months, and then I would take off and travel again. And so I, I did that for five years and, and it was incredible. And then somehow traveling turned into a career for me. And now today um, I'm a travel writer. I'm on social media as well. I do a lot of work through my social media channels and the following and my blog. And yeah, I'm just, it became a career, which is kind of a, a cool way for my life to turn out when I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I think that that is such a typical story of travel about how people learn so much about themselves and about the world. And it just opens your eyes to so many different things that are out there, which I think is just such one of the the greatest blessings of travel. Um, And I know a lot of people are really hungry for that. They're really interested in that soul searching and that um, that kind of Hollywood version of travel when when it is so much deeper than just seeing the sights. There's so much to that that comes from within as you're out there, as you're learning new skills, as you're developing that independence, as you're really problem solving on a minute by minute basis sometimes. (laughs) Oh, totally. And, and I know it's probably kind of a cliche now, but travel really did change my life because there's just, there's so much out there and you can, the experiences are limitless and you can try things and not like them and say, cool, I don't need to do that again. And then you can try things and love them. And then now you found new hobbies and passions. And that's what happened to me, right? I just said yes to everything and then realized what I didn't like and then realized what I did like. And, and then you get to learn it in the context of, like you said, new cultures, new countries, new problems that arise that you have to figure out on your own and yeah it's it's just such a wild adventure and I love the the title um, that you chose for your your brand and your blog the lost girl's guide to finding the world Um, where did that come from there's, there's kind of two sides to it. So I, I tend to lose a lot of things. So literally I'm losing (laughs) things around the world. Like I, I think I've lost my passport half a dozen times. It's always come back to me. I do not know how I think I have a lucky horseshoe, but, um, yeah. So there's the joking side where I tend to leave little bits of Ashland all around the world, but most things come back, but on a deeper level, it was that feeling of finishing university and having these degrees. And that's what kind of society tells you to do, right? Go get educated. Then you can start your job, start your life and carry on. But I did that. And I was like, I don't know if this is actually what I want to do. It's hard to choose a career and it's hard to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life the nice thing is you don't actually have to stick to one thing. So it was just feeling lost and not knowing what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. And even, even right until the fifth year of this travel plan that I I did, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I remember feeling anxiety being like, I'm coming home this summer and I'm not sure what's going to happen. And then it just, things kind of fell into place for me. And I ended up getting a job in 2015 when I came back from traveling and I was hired as the official travel blogger for the province of Saskatchewan. And so that my travels and my blogging led into it. And so even today, my, my, my blog name is still relevant because although this is my career and this is what I'm doing, I, I couldn't tell you what I'm going to be doing in five years. I don't know what that five-year plan looks like for me. And I've just, I've learned to trust the process as well and know that things do work out and you have to work at it, but they do work out and it's okay to be scared and unsure and a little bit lost. I want to like underscore that and like highlight it with every color under the sun 
because this is, these are the words that I hear all the time with people who are on their gap year or considering a gap year. The two words are stuck and lost and like unsure. And that anxiety to have it all figured out. I don't know where that came from in society, (laughs) but it's, it's this social narrative that's there. And it's so strong saying, you've got to have it all figured out. You got to know what direction you're going in, or you're going to perish (laughs) or you're going to spontaneously combust. And I, it's, it stresses me out that other people are stressed out about it. And I think that your, your, your story and that, that ability of you to give permission saying like, you know what, you don't have to have it figured out. Um, even once you have your education, it might not be crystal clear for you. And, and that's okay. Totally. And, and I had people kind of push at me a little bit too, being like, okay, when are, when are you going to start real life? And I would just kind of look at them and I was like, this is my real life. It just doesn't look like everybody else's does, but that's okay too. I'm just, I'm building something different that works for me right now. And so I, I did get those questions and it did feel like pressure to be like, well, everybody else is, you know, air quote, settling down and, and I'm still out here traveling, but I had intention, I had purpose, and I saw all the learning and growth that was happen, happening along the way. Because as, as an actual trained educator, I can fully say that education is incredibly important, and I would never downplay that, but so is real-world experience. I learned just as much traveling as I ever did in my university classes. It's just a different way of learning too, right? You just learn different things and build different skills. I have goosebumps, <laughs> like head to toe goosebumps. Um, and I wish I could just like pause and like go over every sentence you just said, because there's so many gems in there. Um, I like that you were talking about intention and purpose. So you were carving your own path, but it wasn't just sitting in your parents' basement waiting for the world to serve you up your, your dream life on a plate. Um, you were intentional about it. You, you, you found something or you were working towards something that was the right fit for you. Uh, but you had to, to move in a direction and you had to work for it. And you had to kind of sit in that discomfort to figure out what was right for you, no matter what that other noise around you was saying, um, that you, you had to figure out your own path. And as long as you do that with intent and purpose, like you said, um, you can make magic happen. Exactly. And just like you said, moving into discomfort and the key word is move. Um, That's so important because you can't sit around and wait and expect things to happen. You actually have to go make them happen. And it's going to be terrifying and it's going to be scary. I so vividly remember the night before I was leaving on my first trip. I had never traveled on my own. I had never been away from home for six months at a time. And it was it was pretty overwhelming. I was actually I was sitting there crying. I was stressing about you know, getting everything packed in my bag. My bag was really heavy. I still tend to overpack. That's just, (laughs) that will never change. And I was so stressed out about it because it's scary and it's unknown and you're going to be alone. And it was, it was so interesting. My mom's really good at giving sympathy, but my dad is really good at kind of like, you know, giving that quick, sharp advice. And he said, you know what? He's like, if you go and you spend three days there and you're like, this is not for me, you just come back home. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to prove a six month trip to anybody. You don't have to, you can go do whatever you want. And if you want to come home sooner, you just book a plane flight home and come home. It's not a big deal. So 
I think the important thing is making sure you go and not letting those fears stop you and knowing that everybody does feel scared. Even after all the years I've traveled now, I still get nervous traveling on my own because there's a lot to it and you have to be aware of everything happening. And, but the important thing is that you always make that decision to say, this is going to scare me, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that is the magic space when you push through that discomfort. And one day you realize you picked up all these new skills and now you're comfortable with it. And you've, you've, you know, taken those steps forward and you're somewhere new and somewhere different and it might have changed your life. 100%. Getting out of that comfort zone, stepping into that challenge zone, embracing the challenge and then reflecting back and being like, holy crap, I did something amazing that I didn't think I could do. And, and now look at me and look at all of these things that I am now able to do that I wasn't able to do six months ago. Um, and that that is where I get my fuel working with kids on gap years is like, listen, you you have developed a whole new repertoire of skills that school never taught you um you you've attended the school of life and you've totally. got some of the best lessons that you could ever imagine even if it was challenging even if it, you were faced with i'm using air quotes here failure or setbacks um you are stronger you have a better clearer sense of direction and purpose and goodness that's a gift totally and i, I think one of the greatest things i ever picked up along the way was just confidence because everything is scary and you have to put yourself out there every day, every moment, every new city, every bus that you're on in another language and you don't actually know where you're getting off and how you'll know when to get off because you've never been in that city before and you don't know the streets and 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 yeah, you just you learn so much about yourself and it's it's amazing looking back to see where you were and how far you've come. Amazing. Okay, I want to switch gears a little bit here. I know we could talk about the 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 transformative power of, uh, of taking some time to do something different. But I want to talk a little bit about travel. Um, this is something that I'm getting a ton of questions about right now. Um, at the time of recording, we are in the tail end, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but people are always interested on their gap year for traveling. And when I talk to them, they, they're always thinking of some like super exotic, far away destination. And I always question them. I say, well, have you traveled within Canada? Um, and a lot of them kind of look at me funny and go, well, what is there to see? Why would I do that? Um, and I know that you have had some really great experiences in Canada. So what's your take on traveling within, um, within the borders of Canada? And, and why should people consider that? Oh, Canada is incredible. Um, I've been so fortunate to visit a lot of different countries. And honestly, Canada is right up there at the top of the list for the amazing experiences you can have here. And I think the, the easiest part of traveling Canada is it's familiar. So you don't have to dive in headfirst to somewhere that really throws you out of your comfort zone and is harder to get around. Um, it teaches you a lot about travel, but you can still speak the language. You can read the signs. You know, you might have friends and family in other communities that you're traveling to that you can stop in and visit when you're traveling through somewhere too. And I think I really realized 
how amazing Canada was because I had the opportunity to go away, see other places and then come back home. And even, even something as little as seeing the stars at night. And I'm extra privileged with this because we have such dark skies here in Saskatchewan and you can actually see the Northern lights over the city sometimes because we, there's still light pollution, but not a lot of it. But you begin to realize some of the things that really make Canada unique and special and wonderful. And there's just so many cool things to do here. I even say my province of Saskatchewan there are just as many incredible experiences within the borders of Saskatchewan which sometimes takes a hit in the world of tourism especially when we're next to the Rocky Mountains but there's just as many incredible things here at home as there are around the world too you just have to be open and willing to look for it as well yeah and I think that's really great advice um I I would echo uh I did a, a program in Saskatoon once actually and I remember um flying in and and driving out to Saskatoon and I was just astounded and blown away by the sheer beauty of driving um across the province and it was just so breathtakingly amazing uh, and the people I met were just so incredible but it was um it, it was different like like we have such diverse cultures uh, even within our own country and diverse landscapes so it's almost like going somewhere else but you have that little safety net of knowing the currency and uh knowing one of the two official languages and um understanding a little bit about the healthcare uh, and all of those pieces that can sometimes be very overwhelming we have that nice little safety net there and um and and the culture and the geography is just so so different you can it's almost like you're in another country sometimes oh it's so true anytime I head out to the east coast I'm like oh it's kind of like the prairies but then also wildly different you know because you have fishermen and farmers and so kind of similar backgrounds but completely different and then you go to Quebec and you really do feel like you could be in another country but then you head out to the west coast and you know there's so much nature and amazing hikes and Canada is truly extraordinary and it's such a wonderful place to explore and visit and I would recommend it to anybody who might feel a little bit nervous about crossing any international borders is just to look look locally and see what kind of adventures that they can have here. Yeah, when I when I'm talking to to um, folks on gap years, I, I get them to do a little exercise and look what they haven't explored even within their own city, uh, because yeah. people are always thinking like super far and abroad. I'm like, well, how many little tiny museums or art galleries or uh, hikes or rivers or uh, cultural centers have you not visited within your own city? And then expand a little bit more beyond that and look within what you can do within a one day drive of your your home um or what can you do traveling within your own province and then then once you once you've checked off one or two things from those lists really expand out and look in what you can see um outside of your own province wherever that may be Exactly. People are very rarely tourists in their own backyard. And, and I'm guilty of it too, right? There's still lots of things in Saskatoon that I haven't visited or explored. But I always I now have that incentive to go check it out because I know the cool hidden gems that you can go see and, and experience and it's very rewarding. So when you're in a new city, how do you find those hidden gems? Do you have any tips or tricks on, on how they pop up? 
Yeah. So lots of times I, I start out very general. You know, if you're going to go to Paris, of course, you're going to see the Eiffel Tower. You can't go and not go see it. So you start with like the main big things that draw people to a city. But when you arrive and kind of get the lay of the land, I always chat with wherever I'm staying, whether it's a hostel, a guest house, a hotel, couch surfing. I always like to ask anybody local that I can. And you might lead with not just like, hey, what should I do here? Because that's a really general question and hard to answer. But you might say, hey, I really love museums. Are there a few you would recommend so you can kind of pinpoint and guide the conversation a bit um, but talking to locals they can always share oh there's this you know this great coffee shop around the corner it's out of the tourist area only locals go and then you can get some of that inside information there too and if you ever walk by somewhere especially when it's restaurants and places to eat um, and if you see a lot of locals there it probably means it's a great spot to stop in and check out even when you've never heard of it before 100%. I've been down so many small side streets in, in different cities and found some of the most delicious uh, food and some of the most lovely people as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta tap into that local, local network. Um, uh, because the, a lot of things are not in the guidebooks, or if they are in the guidebooks, um, all the tourists have the same guidebooks and end up at the same place. So if you can skirt around that and, and see some other things, I think it's really cool. Um, I'm curious, what are some of the coolest things um, that you've seen or experienced in Saskatoon for those who might be considering traveling within Canada? I'm going to throw out the Northern Lights again because they're just <laughs> truly extraordinary. There have been some pretty epic nights where I've literally driven downtown. So we have we have a river running through the center of the city and that's kind of our downtown core. And we have this beautiful hotel called the Besbro. It looks like a castle on the water. And, and one night I drove down and the Northern Lights were dancing above the hotel, which was pretty cool to see. But um, we have an amazing, it's called the... Um, Ramey Art Gallery here. There's like 400 Picasso lino cuts in it. So it's really a world-class gallery and museum, which is just incredible to explore. And we also have museums that speak to our heritage. You know, there's a Ukrainian museum that you can visit. And we do festivals really well, especially in the summer months. We have this big jazz fest for several weeks. There's free music. So you don't have to just always pay to get tickets to come listen. You can go sit on the grass and, and have a good time. And yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful city to visit. And the River Valley is always beautiful. I'm always running or biking and exploring and finding new things along the river trails too. Amazing. And do you have any other favorite spots within Canada that have really piqued your interest over the years? Yeah, I actually, um, I was lucky enough to head up to the Yukon and visit Whitehorse. And the second I entered the city, it, I feel like I could live there. It just felt like a second home. It's a smaller city too, kind of like Saskatoon and very connected to the outdoors. That's my, that's my passion is outdoor adventure activities. And then also St. John's, I felt a lot of similarities to home there too, but still different. And the, the locals are so friendly that I joke it's the only place that you can walk past a stranger on the street and get into a 20 minute conversation. Cause it happened several times when I was there, everyone is just so friendly. I even actually, I flew in and I was, I was in St. John's for work and then also pleasure. I was going to do seven days of hiking afterwards. So I had my rolly suitcase with my work clothes and then I had my backpack for, you know, a backcountry hiking adventure, but I was taking the bus to my guest house and I was transferring and I was standing on the street and I was standing there. This minivan comes roaring up, slams on the brakes in front of me. The passenger side window rolls down. The guy leans out from behind the steering wheel and he's like, Hey, you need a lift. <laughs> 
And I was like, sure. <laughs> and this probably sounds like a crazy story, but this is just a testament to how kind the folks are. He hopped out of the vehicle. He threw my luggage in the back, kind of on top of his empty car seat in the back. And I hopped in the front. I picked up a plate of food that his wife had wrapped for him to take to go to eat. And he dropped me off at my hotel. And it's just, it goes to show how kind and wonderful people can be too. Because people really do make a travel experience when you meet those wonderful locals or other travelers that can help you with your journey as well. And it's a good reminder that people are good um, and kind and lovely. And sometimes we hear these terrible stories and you know what, that is literally one in a hundred million. <laughs> um, there are so many experiences. Um, I remember one, one experience where I was in um, Hiroshima, Japan, actually at the, the epicenter of the nuclear bomb. And there's this one building that wasn't flattened because it was at the, the epicenter um, and everything around it else was flattened. And it was, it was the evening and I was trying to get a really good picture of it. Um, and this Japanese man, um, we didn't speak the same language, but we were both in the same spot and he lent me his tripod. Um, oh. and it was just such a beautiful moment. And I think of that so often and just the kind hearted nature of people and everybody's desire to help and connect. And I think that that's what travel can do, especially when you're traveling on your own is that you have an opportunity to not only reflect and be with yourself, but you also get the opportunity to connect with strangers that become either stories that you tell and have fond memories of or, or lifelong friends. And it just, it can just be so magical. And that's so true. And I, I just also want to reiterate what you said that the majority of people in this world are wonderful and helpful. And while yes, sometimes bad things can happen if you're traveling and sometimes it's just, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, but 99.999% of the time, they will only be wonderful experiences. And you're so right. People just want to connect and you don't have to speak the same language to still connect and share a moment either. That's one of the biggest things I've learned while traveling. There are so many ways to connect with people. It doesn't have to be through language. Well said. Well said. Like I said, we're kindred spirits. I knew it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so if you could uh, rewind back to your grade 12 self or even even uh, Ashlyn after finishing her five years of university, knowing what you know now, is there any advice you would give yourself way back then? I think just really following that inner voice you have because it it always knows you might not see it in front of you but like there's something inside you that's just speaking to you telling you kind of leading you where you need to go and and while you might feel external pressures being like oh you need to go to university or you should do this or you should do that always remind yourself that that inner voice is the most important because it will guide you to where you need to be and where you need to end up and don't let other people influence you to do other things and sometimes people might have a negative reaction to saying, oh, I want to have a gap year abroad. And they're like, why would you want to do that? Or how are you going to afford it? And I think it's important to just ignore that and focus on what you want and make a plan for it to make it happen. Because I know when people are hesitant to do something, it's easy to be influenced out of it. But then that's where, you know, research and education and planning and preparation can help with that too. Because I remember when I, I first told my parents kind of about my five-year plan and at this time, I hadn't done a lot of traveling either, but because it was so intentional and well thought out, they weren't just like, oh, she's going to like travel and party and whatever for five years straight. There was really meaningful things that I was getting out of it. And there were 
reasons why I was doing it too. And so I think just making sure to follow the things that truly bring you alive. And I know that sounds, that sounds, it's easier said than done, but there's always been that inner voice inside me, even since I was a kid, I've always been a writer, but until I was maybe 25 or 26, I never actually realized I was a writer. Sometimes it, it took a lot in front of me to say, oh, I am a writer. So just listening to that inner voice and, and kind of following it when you can, I think is really important, but again, hard to do. I love it. And, and sometimes we have to create that quiet space to actually listen because those external voices are so loud and so prevalent. And sometimes we can mistake those, those external pressures and voices as our own. But when we sit quietly and we, we actually think about what we need to feel fulfilled, to feel joy, to feel happiness, to feel like we're, we're living our fullest life. Um, sometimes we need that space to be quiet so we can actually tap into that and um, give all of that external pressure um, a space, but not let it take over that space of, of who we are. Um, um, and, and what we need for ourselves. So I think that's really, really sound advice. And I think even sometimes the the most intense, intense pressure comes from friends without them even doing anything. It's just the fact that you see all your friends doing something. It might be, you know, finishing high school and going straight into university. And it's hard not to do the same as them because, you know, that is part of your community and you want to be involved and included and share those experiences together, but it's okay to do it differently. You don't have to go straight into university after high school. You can do it like I did and do university and then go traveling before you start a career. And you can even quit a job that you have because you can always come back to it or you can always start a new job too so just remembering that you don't have to follow kind of the path that society says we have to you can you can do your own thing and that's that's a wonderful thing too plus it makes you really interesting as well Definitely. Um, we have a, a free downloadable guide for how to talk to your parents about a gap year. And it, and it goes over a lot of the stuff that Ashlyn and I have been talking about here in terms of being able to articulate the reasons why that time is important to you. Um, people can argue with the what, but they can't argue with the why uh, is what I like to tell people. So, so if you can articulate why this gap year is important to you, that can really help you. Uh, the document and then guides you through that that planning process and that research process if you're gonna if you foresee it being a challenge having this conversation with your peers or with your parents uh, coming together with a plan that that encompasses why do you want to do it and then what are you going to be doing and and that can really show people that you're taking this seriously that this isn't a cop-out or this isn't um, something that's going to be a waste of time because lord knows it's not um, but sometimes we need a little bit of help to put that on paper and to showcase that for other people so that they can see that this is something that you've put a lot of thought in and you've done your research and uh, that can help to get them on board to support you in, in living out uh, that particular dream of yours. So you, I, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can check that out. And I love what you said in explaining your why to people. It's totally, people can't argue with why. And if you have a reason why you want to do it, then you should go do it. And even I've actually, um, on, on lots of my trips, I've actually invited and included my parents along with me, which was a, not only really cool to travel with my parents, it's such a fun way to learn more about them and spend more time with them, but B, it gave them the opportunity to see how capable I was out traveling on my own. Cause you know, my, I, on one trip, my parents flew in and met me in Peru and, and they don't speak Spanish. And I, I, 
don't really speak Spanish either, but I know enough to get around and have basic conversations. And me being able to translate for them, they saw how capable I was. And then it was cool to have them join me for a week or 10 days on a trip as well, because it includes them and kind of like helps them feel more comfortable because they see where you are and what you're doing and what it's like and that it's not so scary after all too. Oh my goodness. We could have a whole other podcast episode on helping your parents see your transition out of adolescence into adulthood. Um, because I think that that's a really hard thing for parents to do, um, to, to understand that their baby that they have supported since birth, uh, is, is making that leap to, to flee the nest and to, to fly on their own. And, uh, that's on them. That's not on you. They, they have some stuff they've got to work through, but, uh, showing them how capable you capable you are is a great way to help them with that transition and help you to become more confident and capable and independent on your own as well. Yes, absolutely. So I said at the beginning, the hardest part of this conversation was going to be wrapping it up because I think we can talk for for hours, if not days. Um, and perhaps we need to go on a travel adventure together someday. Um, <laughs> that would be so amazing. <laughs> It would be amazing. Um, but I think we, we need to allow people to do other things in their day um, because they've joined us for such an incredible conversation filled with so many gold nuggets um, that I hope will, will be helpful to people as they are exploring gap years and exploring the world of travel. Um, and I just can't thank you enough for, for joining me today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's always fun to talk about this and share what I can with others to help empower them to get out there and explore and, and travel too. Amazing. Um, and I know that you have so many more gems that you like to share um, and you are incredibly active on social media and you might have piqued the interest of a lot of our listeners. And I'd love if they could continue to follow up with you. So where can they find you? Oh, of course. So um, my blog is thelostgirlsguide.com. It has lots of resources on, on things like how to budget, how to plan, things to be aware of before you go traveling. So definitely check that out. And then I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my handle is The Lost Girls Guide. Amazing. That's super simple. Um, so I encourage you all to make sure you follow her. Um, her stories are epic on Instagram. Um, I really get a, a good, a good chuckle every time I watch and, um, living vicariously through you. So, uh, once again, Ashlyn George, uh, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing everything. Thank you.